My name's Steve Higgins. Um, this is a podcast about memory. I got to thinking about memory the other day. After all, memories are important. Our whole past experience is made up of memories. So in effect, everything that has passed, everything that has gone before, exists only in memory. My mother, who suffers with dementia, will be 93 later this year. Sometimes when I visit her, she's talkative and chatty, other times not. A sad moment a few years ago was when her only words were, please help me, intoned over and over like a ritual or a prayer. I left her extremely saddened and upset that day, but when I visited a few weeks later, she was the complete reverse. Bright, happy, talkative and chatty. She couldn't remember her address, except for her childhood address, the one she left behind many years ago, but still, she was bright and asked about her home and her garden, and what about the rent? Was I keeping up to date with the rent? I brought her a photo I found of her sister Ada. Ada was a keen cyclist who was sadly killed in 1948 in a traffic accident on a bike. I showed her the picture and she knew Ada immediately, telling me about her many achievements in cycling and also winning a place at the Manchester Central Grammar School for Girls. The photo, as I hoped, stimulated her memory and we talked for a while about the past and her long lost sister. Sometimes I wonder about my own memory. I forget names quite frequently, and sometimes when Liz and I go to the pub quiz and try to identify celebrities in the picture round, I end up saying things to Liz like, it's the woman who was Mrs Peel in The Avengers on TV. That's one point for Diana Rigg. Or it's the woman from the film Titanic. Another point for Kate Winslet. Or even the guy who used to be on The Breakfast Show on Channel 4 with that woman who's on Celebrity Gogglebox. Outstanding if you got Johnny Vaughan. The other day I was sorting out some of my old CDs and there wasn't much on the TV so I popped one in the player. It was by Elton John called simply Elton John and contains the hit single Your Song and various other tracks. As Elton tinkled the ivories and began to sing I realised I knew all the words despite not having listened to the album for many years. I've also got it on vinyl and when I was in my early 20s and discovered Elton I played and played his records until my parents yelled up the stairs telling me to pack it in. Memory is important too in today's electronic devices. I mentioned in a, a previous blog post about how a, a shoot for one of my videos was curtailed because the camera's memory card was full. I usually have a spare one but on that particular day I hadn't popped one into my camera bag. Result? Disaster. Well, almost disaster as I still have my spare camera. When I came to edit that particular video, which was about Manchester Airport, I also had a lot of unused video from previous visits, as well as some video from the VHS days shot in the late 1980s. So I was able to change direction a little bit and also to look at how the area has changed in recent years. Going back further to the 1960s and 70s, my school friends and I used to visit the airport regularly and go onto the viewing terraces to watch the aircraft land and take off. My old school friend Steve used to be a real aircraft expert and when we made a video about the airport in 1986 he would comment on my photo saying things like that was a 747 just arrived from Heathrow or that was a Lufthansa 757 off to Munich. My mother too amazingly enough was pretty knowledgeable about aircraft, well World War II aircraft anyway. Manchester was bombed in the war, as well as Withinshaw, where we lived, as just up the road was the airport. Guy Gibson did some of his training at Manchester Airport, then called Ringway, and he mentions it in his autobiography, Enemy Coast Ahead. 
My mother says she could tell if the aircraft were British or German by the sound of their engines. The German bombers had a deep droning sound, apparently. A lot of my photographs are routinely backed up on Google Photos, but recently they advised me about the new limits of their online backup service. From June the 1st, 2021, instead of free backup, that now only extends to 15 gigabytes. After that, we'll have to purchase a plan with Google to continue our image storage. Now, all my laptop images are backed up at Flickr.com. But again, that isn't a free service. I pay a yearly fee. Of course, I could just cancel, but then how could I access my images? Well, it just so happens that all my images and videos are backed up on my three hard drives. But Google is so much easier to use. If I want a picture for a blog post, I tend to just search my Google Photos rather than search around the house for my drives and then plug them in. When I went to back up my 2021 photos and videos the other day, I realised I didn't have enough memory on my current drive, so now I'll have to get another one. Loss of memory is a regular theme in the film world. The Bourne identity and its sequels are about an intelligence agent who wakes and does not know who he is. Matt Damon plays the lead character who is picked up by a fishing boat near to death, suffering, suffering from bullet wounds and total amnesia. The Bourne films are a series I've always wanted to watch, but I've never seen them. Note to self, set the TV recorder next time the Bourne identity appears in the TV guide. Hitchcock made an amnesia-themed film in Spellbound, starring Gregory Peck and Ingrid Bergman. A doctor, played by Gregory Peck, arrives at a mental hospital to replace the outgoing hospital director, but Ingrid Bergman discovers Peck as an imposter. Peck's character fears he may have killed the former director, but cannot recall anything. Not my favourite Hitchcock film, but it's an interesting one with dream sequences designed by surrealist artist Salvador Dali. Finally, here's my favourite amnesiac film, Random Harvest, starring Ronald Coleman and Greer Garson. It's a film not often seen on TV, and now and again I get out my old VHS copy if I want to watch it. Based on the book by one of my favourite authors, James Hilton, the film concerns a shell-shocked war veteran, played by Coleman, recovering in a sanatorium during the latter days of World War I. The man cannot remember his past, but makes a new life with Greer Garson. After they are married, the man, now known as Smithy, journeys to Liverpool to see a newspaper editor about a story he has written. In the city, Smithy is hit by a cab and knocked unconscious. When he awakes, all memory of Smithy has vanished, but his true identity has returned. He returns home to his lost family, but what was he doing in Liverpool? Where had he been in the years since his wounding in the trenches of the Great War? At times a little sentimental, I've always loved this film. Coleman is wonderful as the man who rejuvenates his family's business, becomes a respected MP, but cannot find happiness until he knows what happened to him in those few lost years. Here's a last thought on the subject of memory. When you're in the pub quiz and are struggling to recall the name of the guy who played Jason King in TV's Department S, never say to yourself, I can't remember. According to Paul McKenna, the guy who produced all those books and tapes about confidence boosting, which I used to use when preparing for job interviews, you are sending a message to your subconscious saying, don't remember. What you should say to yourself is, I'm not sure at the moment, but the answer will come to me soon. That way you're sending a positive message to your subconscious, telling it to get working on that long forgotten name. Now, who did play Jason King? It was Peter Wingard. Told you it would work. 
Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Higgins. Find out more at stevehigginslive.com.